and I welcome you to What's New. We continue today with the trial of Jesus before Pilate as recorded in Matthew chapter 27. Today, focus will be on verses 22 through 26. Today and tomorrow, we will be looking at Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. Now, here are verses 22 through 26, and they read, Then, what shall I do with Jesus your Messiah? Pilate asked. And they shouted, Crucify him. Why? Pilate demanded. What has he done wrong? But they kept shouting, Crucify him, crucify him. When Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere and that a riot was developing, he sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this good man. The responsibility is yours. And the mob yelled back, His blood be on us and our children. Then Pilate released Barabbas to them, and after he had whipped Jesus, he gave him to the Roman soldiers to take away and crucify. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest hour and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care, God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. Now, here with today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. Jesus is still on trial. It's Friday morning of his final week. It's been a rough night. Jesus has appeared before Annas, a former high priest, before Caiaphas, the current high priest, and before the Sanhedrin, the Jewish religious court. Now he is before Pilate, the Roman procurator or prefect of Judea, evidently convinced that Jesus is innocent, yet not entirely willing to release him. He invokes a standing practice with him. To release one convicted criminal or one accused but not yet convicted criminal during the Passover. His choice for the crowd is between Barabbas and Jesus. The crowd, without hesitation, asks for the release of Barabbas, a man who was found guilty of sedition, robbery, and murder. That's the crowd's choice. I spoke about that yesterday. 
Now Pilate has another problem. What shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Christ? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him. Why, what crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, Let his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Matthew 27, 22-26 I need to comment on this person, Pilate, for a moment. Pilate was a weak man, partly because he was bound by his past and he was afraid for his future. He was unwilling to stand against the mob for fear of adverse effects upon himself and his future. He knew Jesus to be innocent, and yet he sentenced him to be crucified. He certainly betrayed the Roman ideal which said, Let justice be done, though the heavens fall. He perverted justice because he was afraid and because he lacked the Roman virtues of justice, honor, and integrity. He was also a wicked man. He had antagonized the Jews. While his headquarters were in Caesarea on the Mediterranean coast, west of Jerusalem, he had occasionally made visits to the city. Roman standards were not flags but the image of an eagle, Former governors, in respect for Jewish antipathy toward images, had not used the image of the eagle when they paid official visits to Jerusalem, but Pilate refused to do so. Furthermore, when Pilate decided to build a much-needed water conduit for the city of Jerusalem, he used money from the temple treasury to do it. For these and many other reasons, Pilate was hated in that city. No doubt the Jews, and particularly the Samaritans, reported Pilate's atrocities to his immediate superior, the Roman governor of Syria, who ordered Pilate deposed and brought to Rome for trial before the emperor. But before he arrived, the emperor Tiberius died, and it seems that Pilate never came to trial for his crimes in Palestine. Legend says that he finally committed suicide and his body was cast into the Tiber River in Rome. Unfortunately, some later Christians wishing to blame the Jews for the death of Jesus falsely exonerated Pilate completely. In fact, in some circles, both he and his wife are venerated as saints. It must be remembered that what happened to Pilate after he reached Rome is all conjecture and should be considered doubtful or legendary at best. Now back to Matthew's account. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere with the crowd, that they were determined to see Jesus dead, he ordered for water and he washed his hands, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your responsibility. Ceremonially, washing hands was not a Roman custom, but Jewish. While he had no use for the Jews, 
When he thought it might be expedient, he used one of their customs. The gesture, of course, was futile. One writer wrote, There is one thing of which a man can never rid himself, and that is responsibility. It is never possible for Pilate or anyone else to say, I wash my hands of all responsibility. For responsibility is something that no man and nothing can take away. Pilate must bear his share of the responsibility of placing Jesus on that cross. Seeing Pilate's symbolic act and hearing his disclaimer, the crowd said, Let his blood be on us and on our children. They, unlike Pilate, at least accepted the responsibility for their deed. They did suffer severely when in A.D. 70 their beloved city of Jerusalem was destroyed, and with it the beautiful temple which Herod had enlarged and beautified. Many lost their lives, and most were scattered and fled. Finally, Pilate released Barabbas and had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. I'll continue here tomorrow. It would have taken only a brief command, and Pilate could have prevented the mocking, the torturing, the flogging, and the suffering of Jesus. He was already in terrible pain and must have been a pitiable sight. Pilate did nothing to stop it. Most Roman magistrates and rulers were callous to human suffering, but Pilate seems exceptionally so. He was a sinful, selfish, cruel, and weak man. No amount of washing his hands could have cleansed them of the blood of Jesus. Only Jesus himself could do that. We have no record that Pilate ever availed himself of salvation in Christ. We can only hope that he did. I'm certain had he turned to the Savior, he would have been truly cleansed from the guilt that plagued him and from every sin that condemned him. Jesus, come in.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Her mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.